0: everyone and welcome back to episode four of the cycle podcast your covid free home for everything sports and entertainment thanks for tuning in and as always remember to hit that subscribe button and head on over to our twitter at the cycle podcast understore to keep updated on our new episodes and content for today for today's episode we have myself cam may jeff ecker Hey know Ben phyllis what's up and making his debut on the podcast mr zach ford
1: what it do, baby?
0: <laughs> uh, today, we are going to be talking about some basketball, mainly NCAA basketball and the new G League that will, well, could be killing NCAA basketball. So let's, uh, let's get into the discussion, boys. What do you guys think about this?
1: I mean, if you're a tall player, I see no problem with them taking that path. I mean, Jalen Green got paid 500K absurd amount of money and he also can go to college with the g-league paying for him so basically i feel like it's a win-win for him because he's going to be a top pick no matter what but i do feel like people might reach thinking they can go that path and it's going to backfire on them
2: i feel that you can go both you can go one of two directions Obviously, like what Ford said about Jalen Green, like he's a top tier prospect and he's probably going to be a top five pick no matter what he decides to do. So he can't really go wrong. But there's sometimes there's guys that might be ranked like ninth, 10th or like 15th or in the teens areas. And if they decide to go the G League route and they don't pan out how they're supposed to, they put all of their like they put all of their time and energy into one year to try to make everything work whenever they can go to college and develop their game and be there for potentially four years and then possibly come out.
3: Yeah, I certainly don't think it's a sure thing. Like a lot of people are saying it's a slam dunk decision. Why not go to the G league where you can get paid and then at the same time up your draft stock, but it's just not going to be a guarantee that you're going to up your draft stock. There's a lot of uncertainty in this. It's a new thing. When you go to college, you know, you have some certainty there, you know, what kind of coaches you're getting into, you know, the programs they have established. They've been around for a very long time with the purpose of preparing guys for the draft. I mean, look at John Calipari. He's always said his main goal was to get his guys in the best position possible for professional careers, rather than necessarily winning that NCAA championship. So, you know, you could abandon that opportunity. Jalen Green, you know, everyone thinks he's going to be a top-five prospect, and I I would certainly agree. But then when you look at a guy like Isaiah Todd, certainly not as much as a sure thing. And I think he's going to be the example where we have to watch, you know, is he going to pan out? Is the G League going to hurt his draft stock? And if it does, is this going to hurt the whole G League experiment?
2: I, I can agree with you there, Jeff, with uh, Isaiah Todd. And I personally think that he should have gone to college to potentially – Possibly be there for more than just a one year, not become like a one and done, like a Jalen Green. And if you take, for example, like even Zion Williamson, um, with Coach K at Duke, like you said, Calipari's main idea is to get him to the pros. Obviously, that's Coach K's thing too. Come here one year, and I'll send you off to the pros. And you make more, make more money than you can ever believe. But if Zion went to the G League, would he have the same hype that he has now? And would he probably he probably would not have had the same money as if he went to the G League. Um, considering he skipped and didn't go to Duke because if he takes the 500k from the G League yeah he makes more money but he goes to Duke and he made a name for himself and his draft stock went through the roof and was obviously bar none the obvious choice for number one overall but you have to think if he went to the G League could it have ruined the Zion that we have now
1: I could definitely see that because in college that's where it got all his hype But I honestly believe the most interesting thing that's going to be, like, all about this from happening is, like, the good coaches are going to get exposed. Like, your Calipari's who mainly, like, their teams were successful off of talent. And, like, guys who, like, you didn't really have to coach. And that's why I think your Coach Cage, your Roy Williams, Izzo, Jay Wright, like, they're still going to be successful, but your guys like Calipari might struggle.
3: No, see, I think Calipari will still do, still do fine. I think he's a really good coach. I think his name was certainly elevated because he was one of those first coaches to embrace the one and done. But certainly, we saw before that, even when he was at Memphis, you know, he had Derrick Rose, and I think he was a successful enough coach that he was able to uh, propel himself to Kentucky and get him in that spot. Uh, My dad. His good friend, his name is Jeff Joyce, and Jeff Joyce is really good friends with John Calipari. They go down to Kentucky together, and uh, they got to see Anthony Davis practice. And, you know, the drills that John Calipari was doing with Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis to this day credits him with preparing him for the NBA. So I think John Calipari will still do fine. I would put his name in those elite coaches. That would be fine one and done or without
2: yeah, I, I also agree. I think Calipari is a good coach, and when you look at it, and like we keep reverting back to like Jalen Green because he's one of the he was the first one to do it, go straight to the G League. The, regardless, even if you don't think John Calipari is this elite coach, but an elite recruiter, he's pro- John Calipari is probably still the best coach out of any G League coach that you have. So he's going to develop you more than any other coach could at that level.
0: I mean, How do you guys see this impacting college basketball in the long, long run? Like you said, we had a few guys this year in Green, Todd, and a few others. But you see with the international play, you had you know a few people last year and had even more this year in uh, LaMelo and RJ Hampton go over. Do you think that's going to be a trend with the G League, having more guys instead of playing college basketball go to the G League?
1: Uh, I certainly don't think this G League path will be. But once 2022 hits and they can get right into the NBA draft, I think that's whenever college basketball is going to take a turn for the worst. Because I feel like the problem right now is these top recruits in college right, that are coming into college are worried about, is this G League going to hurt my stock or will it help my stock? And that's why I don't think you're going to see as many high school recruits this year going to the G League.
2: Yeah, I also uh, second that notion there guys whenever the 2022 draft comes out and the the rule is that they have to be 18 as opposed to 19 to enter the draft you'll have high schoolers coming straight out straight out into the league and this G League thing will probably I'm pretty sure it's going to be non-existent when that when that occurs and that's when you see when college basketball take a really big decrease in my opinion I I still don't think you're going to have an insane amount go straight out of the to the NBA because it's like the same thing if you go to college, you can develop more and build up your stock and get drafted higher as you go. But it's still going to pull guys away from college, and you're going to get immediate immediate millions of dollars. As if you go to the G League now, you're only getting half a million. And don't get me wrong, that's a lot of money. I'd love to have half a million dollars. But at the same time, it doesn't set you up the same way the NBA draft would. Like Zion got drafted last year, and he was guaranteed $20 million from the Pelicans before he even played. And he had a two-year team option, which gives him another $20 million. So his first four years, just from the Pelicans, he's making $40 million.
3: Yeah, so I'm going to agree and then mostly disagree with what you guys said. I do agree that once 2022 kicks in, I think the G League is probably going to go to its wayside when people can just forego that and go straight into the draft. I think Adam Silver is probably planning on that, too. I don't think this is a long-term option. But I disagree that we'll see college basketball go to the wayside, and here's why. I think the NCAA is going to make adjustments to their rules. We've already started to see them do that. I think it's going to get enacted in January. We're probably going to talk about that later. But not only that, just the popularity of college basketball. One of the best teams that we've seen in recent history was that Villanova team, and not a lot of those players were exactly – guys that would have went straight into the NBA in fact I'd be willing to say none of them would have gone straight into the NBA out of high school even when the rule existed prior to the switch you didn't really have a lot of guys going straight out of high school to the NBA and I'm all for them having that choice I think that rule should be in place but when you look at a guy like Zion you know he really propelled himself by proving he can compete on the collegiate level and even though he's a massive physical specimen you had to question him coming out of high school. He was six six, you know, as strong as an ox. But he was playing guys that certainly were nowhere close to an NBA size. And that's a very big question that people have to answer. And I think for guys like Zion, he benefited more by answering that question in a year of college. And then, like you said, Ben, he gets a ton of money from the Pelicans going into the NBA. Rather than from high school to the NBA, they probably pay him less And he's stuck on a smaller contract for longer years.
2: Yeah, Jeff, I like what you're saying there. And was dating back to Zion, even with his endorsement deal with Jordan, he was guaranteed $95 million if you combine the Jordan deal and the Pelicans guaranteed money taking out the team options, He's guaranteed $95 million before he even steps foot on a hardwood court. And uh, Projection said if he went to the G League, there's a chance, I think, Correct me if I'm wrong, Ford. You probably know more than me about this. But I think if he got the five – if the G League thing was in effect and he decided to go that route, he'd get the 500K for them. But I'm pretty sure when he entered the G League, projections were like a 24 to 26 million guaranteed money. So by going to college, that essentially made him an additional roughly like $70 million before he even played.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, this whole situation will be interesting, Like you guys said, like the draft stock is going to be a big question. But I honestly, like I'm going to get into like this endorsement stuff that they're bringing up now. I think the NCAA is trying to do this because they're worried about this G League because they think all these players are going to go for the money. And even though we all know, like you're telling me Zion Williamson didn't get paid to go to Duke. We all know Aiden did, but I think it's going to be like almost like a bidding war because I know I was talking to Ben about it earlier. Like, you're gonna see like Sean Miller helps recruit get an 800k <laughs> endorsement to go to Arizona. Like, that's gonna end up happening because there's always gonna be a way to go around the rules.
2: You think you still think these Sean Miller treatments are gonna occur wherever you get hundred thousand dollars a month, like DeAndre Ayton did to go oh, to school? Hell yeah. <laughs> still not a think
1: question. think they're gonna pay him like that. Yeah, not a question. He's gonna be doing that shit.
3: Oh hey, and, that.
1: They're
3: tr- you know, I don't mean, forget did- about Rick Paterno, uh, Patino, the guy from Pitino. Louisville. What's his last name? Patino. Patino, yeah. 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 yeah for- <laughs> you know, don't forget about him. You know, some teams gave handfuls of cash, and it seemed like he was giving his players a different gift from the hand.
1: You know, hey, he got uh, his job. Where is he at now? Now, Iona, something yeah. like that. Hey, he's back. March
2: Madness. Have you ever run, seen maybe? blue chips? Yep. Blue chips worked out well. You- Then the coach just couldn't deal with it. I mean,
3: yeah, but Rick Pitino just wanted to make sure his players weren't getting blue balls.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, we're just strippers, (laughs) not hookers, Jeff.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but that's what they all say, you know, on the resume. I'm just a stripper. I'm not a hooker. But then, hey, here's an extra (laughs) how much money, you know? I'm sure we could ask Matt about that. He probably knows all about that. Who? Matt.
0: Let's get mad on this episode. Where's he <laughs>
3: <at>? <laughs> Yo.
0: No, but um, back to what Ford was saying about, he said was Sean Millard um, offering or helping a player get a big endorsement deal to come to a school. Isn't that basically, I mean, it's all rumors and speculation, but isn't that what Duke and Nike do
1: now? That's what they're saying. But, like, I guess the biggest rule that's going to come into effect was the endorsement thing. Is that teams are not allowed to have any contact with any of like, or with anything that's going on. So it's like all on the player.
0: Uh, oh, that's right. We did talk about that
2: earlier. Yeah, I schools watched, can uh, schools can't have any association, but that doesn't mean it's going to stop them from doing it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because I was watching. I forget what it was today, and Richard Jefferson was like, "So you're going to allow these 18-year-old kids to just make all these big business decisions and basically."
3: Ford, you're cutting out there, buddy. You got some cutting out on Ford's
1: end. Just talk to these. Still cutting out.
0: He's cutting out. Ford, we're losing you.
1: Random stripper.
0: <laughs> he's still talking about strippers. I think.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ford, we're no, losing going back you. Bro. To it. All right, Ford, we'll come back there. to when he's back. But I also want to add on to my point. Like you said, schools can't have any interaction, but look at Phil Knight, the CEO of Nike. I mean, how closely he works with Oregon. So you can't tell me that because he's an Oregon alum. So you can't tell me that there's going to be oh. no interaction. between. Oh, these
2: there's a hundred percent going to be interaction just because they make it a rule. Doesn't mean that all exactly. these schools are going to abide by it. Like, it's like the Sean Miller treatment. You're not allowed to pay these kids extra money. Then DeAndre Ayton comes and he goes, oh, I'll give you 10 K a month. It's <laughs> like this stuff's going to happen. You're going to be paying Paying athletes happens now with all these big schools. Like, you look at Ole Miss was in a scandal of it a couple years ago, and I'm pretty sure Kentucky was on the hot seat in basketball, but nothing was ever confirmed with them about it. It's just that's what got coaches feel they have to do in order to compete and save their own job by paying the players to make their team better.
0: I thought Ole Miss was just because Hugh Freeze was getting hookers. Or was he paying players?
2: It was saying he was paying players. It was never anything proven, but I think he got like recruits one and three or something in a football class,
0: something around that. He got Kim DG, Yeah. And
3: I bro. forget who else. What was the LSU basketball coach doing? Will Are Wade. He fired last year. Oh, the yeah. Will he Wade. got caught by the FBI wiretap. Yeah.
1: So did Sean Miller. Same yeah. thing. What
3: did Will Wade do? Was he giving he money paid, to Claire?
1: He paid Javante Smart to go to college. Yeah, I'd pay Javante Smart, too. I mean, he's a solid player. Don't get me wrong. Stayed multiple years. You don't all right, see now that, that now these days.
0: Now that we can actually hear what Ford's saying, Ford, we missed your entire last set, like everything you were trying to say Give five Give us minutes a Richard ago. Jefferson impression again.
1: Uh, Richard Jefferson, I saw something today. He was like, so you're basically going to have all, t- all these 18-year-old kids who are going to have to make all these big adult decisions for themselves. And like, you're just going to have all these random strangers trying to reach out to them for endorsements. Like that doesn't seem sketchy to you. And like, I'm not sure. Are they allowed to hire agents? No, no. So like,
2: no, if you hire an agent, all your eligibility gets out the window.
0: Yeah. And especially these kids, they're going to be a lot of these kids come from nothing and they're going to be so desperate. For money and for anything that they're gonna either take the first offer that comes to them and it's not gonna be a lot of money or it's gonna be a scam something like that. It's exactly. They're scary.
2: not gonna think. They're not gonna think too much in depth. And they got someone calling their calling calling them up on the phone and they haven't seen. Um, sadly, they haven't like been able to see a lot of money growing up, and they get a little bit of money just ringing in their ear, like, oh, I could have this, and what could I do with all this stuff? And they could it could get themselves into more trouble.
3: Yeah, and I think that's where we really lose the big picture of what this is all about. It's not about us as fans, and it's not about just making teams as competitive as possible and preventing the big schools from paying players. It's about guys that want to pay for their moms to finally have a house. It's about guys who grew up homeless. It's about guys that grew up with nothing, you know, guys and girls. And when they have such a skill that's so profitable for these universities, they should be profiting off of it. They should have the opportunity (laughs) – not to have to wait until they're the pros that they can finally support their family. They should have the opportunity as soon as possible to not only better their career by going to college, getting an education and preparing for the draft, but also get money right away.
1: Yeah, I agree. Go ahead for it. Sorry. I really, I agree with that. I also like the endorsement idea because I know the other idea they're talking about is player salaries or whatever. And I think that topic is honestly stupid because everyone would have to get paid the same amount. And you're telling me you're going to pay, like, let's say, for example, Duke, you're going to pay Zion Williamson the same amount of money as little Jimmy on the water polo team. Like, it just wouldn't make sense because Zion's making more money for Duke.
2: Who's little Jimmy? Did you make him up?
1: Yeah.
0: No, but I think they could, the way I've said, I've been saying for a long time that College athletes should be played. But they need to make it based off of how much revenue their team is bringing in. Obviously, college basketball and college football are going to be bringing in more money than little Jimmy on the water polo team. So those salaries, they need to be you know, a ratio of the money they're bringing in, like a percentage based off of what they're bringing in. I think that's the way they should do it.
3: Yeah, well, I, I think that brings up another point that we should at least consider is that when you have college athletes, if they get paid for making money for the university, that is probably going to reduce some scholarships across the board. And maybe not for those top athletes, but it definitely will for some of these smaller sport athletes. You know, a lot of women's sports don't get the same kind of viewership that, you know, football or men's basketball does. So I think they're going to lose some scholarship there, but I th- you know it's a cost-benefit analysis. These guys deserve the money. They should get paid, and that's how the system should go.
0: I 100% agree, but at the same time, I feel like these huge schools, like Alabama, I don't have the statistics on me right now, but I remember reading that the football team alone was bringing in millions. They can definitely spare enough money whether it's a couple thousand dollars per player to where no scholarships would need to be lost. At smaller schools, yeah, it's a different story and it might be a little tougher. Like you look at my school at Duquesne, you're not going to be able to be playing these players. Yeah, look at Ben at St. Francis. Ben's going to make like 50 bucks. Hey,
2: 50 bucks (laughs) I didn't have.
3: (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's something that just has to be looked at. But the bigger schools definitely had the money to afford it.
1: Well, the whole problem is student-athletes are just property towards the NCAA. And I think – because they just do awful shit to the student-athletes. Like, look at James Wiseman. Takes money from Penny Hardaway whenever he's, like, a teen in AAU. Like, come on, man. I, I, I can't stand – awful shit.
0: I can't stand the NCAA. I know we're focused on basketball, but the biggest thing – the biggest issue I've seen with the NCAA – and it might happen in basketball. Obviously, you guys follow it a lot closer than – I do. It's the it's the way the transfer portal works. Dude, A
3: lot transfer. of these
0: guys are transfer and it's all for money. That's all the NCAA wants, and I can't stand it. And honestly, they deserve what's happening to them with the G League now being forced to make this move on endorsements and hopefully losing players to the draft because it's what they deserve. What they're doing, these kids at the transfer portal, they're letting some kids, you know, have immediate eligibility because they're gonna bring in more money. Justin Fields at OSU. Tate Martell at Miami, even though he ended up sucking ass. You had a kid who was trying to transfer closer to his grandfather because his grandfather was dying and he wanted his grandfather to see him play. He wasn't granted immediate eligibility, and his grandfather died before he got to see him play a game.
2: Well yeah, that the transfer rule is might be the dumbest rule that the NCAA has. Well, they I mean they have a countless amount of them, so it doesn't really matter. But the the fact that they give some kids immediate eligibility and don't it's just wrong, like they need to have a set rule, whether it's you must sit out a semester or a season, regardless of why you transfer doesn't matter, or you get like a one time thing of immediate eligibility like they're looking at, but they're deciding to push back now for some i don't know apparently because of corona, but that that should not be an excuse as to why they have to push it back They should have a set rule of what they need to do, not some kids can do this, some kids can do that and it ultimately turns out not being fair, like what Cam said about the kid's grandfather and the other big-time players.
3: Yeah, and, you know, who cares? Like, who cares if they transfer as soon as the season ends? Uh, you know, how does that affect the NCAA? I, I think college sports in general should have the Space Jam realization that, you know, there's that boss man in Space Jam and all those uh, Mon stars listen to him. And Michael Jordan asks, why do you listen to him? And they're like, because he's is bigger than us. And then they realize we're so much bigger than our boss. College sports are way bigger than the NCAA is now. Like, why do we still need the NCAA? I don't even think it's really necessary.
2: I will say one thing, though, is the players aren't allowed to move around. Like, they have to get this waiver. But these coaches are passed around between teams more more so than a stripper at a, bat, at a bachelor party, dude. And it, And they can move around every single year, and they don't have to take any time off. They're allowed to move from one school to the next, and they are immediately allowed to coach. Why are the players not allowed to do that, but the coaches can do it?
0: I agree. And it's just to make money. It's for these schools to make money, like I said. But I remember reading today on ESPN, you brought up the one-time waiver. They are actually voting on that in May, so – sometime within the next month they're voting on a one-time waiver which would mean allowing players to be immediately eligible the first time they transfer and then after it would depend on their reason but the ncaa board doesn't recommend it they aren't recommending making any changes so we're just going to stay the same way it is which in my mind is ridiculous
2: yeah, anytime you have a chance to change a ridiculous rule like that you should go for it, but then again, the NCAA is feeling like they're going to be left behind, and they're not going to. They might not make as much money, but the the but the players might benefit. But they might take a little bit of a hit, and that's just that's just wrong in their eyes. But it just doesn't make sense. And I'm sorry, I'm
0: getting heated. I hate the NCAA. No, I'm with you. I know Ford has some strong opinions as well. Like, We've been talking it, about this for a while.
1: Yeah, like it is bullshit. Because let's be honest, like. Sometimes you look at a college and you go there, like your freshman year, like, this is a fit for me. And by, like, the end of your season, you're like, I could go somewhere else and play and show my talents. Exactly. And, like, you're yes. going to make these people sit out a year. Which, example, for basketball, they could be playing that following year, show out, and enter the draft. You're just holding them back.
2: It's just wasting a, it's just wasting a kid and hurting their future and their career. Exactly. Yeah, ben, Regardless for- of the sport.
3: The NCA governs over both of you. Do you think they should even exist? I don't.
0: No comment.
3: No comment. Oh, uh, you think the NCA would hurt you if they heard that? What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I think they're point. I think they're about as pointless as a dull pencil. Like, uh, <laughs> who needs it, right? Like I said, you could have uh, the Power Five schools get a couple of the smaller programs and like the other. Um, conferences, representative board of governors like the NCAA already has, except they could generally make rules without the NCAA. And, you know, it's just there are a lot of rules that don't make sense that you guys have already talked about, you know, that hurt the students. It doesn't help them. It only helps to make profit for the NCAA. And they're just losing the bigger bigger picture here. It, It doesn't make sense.
2: And dating back to like what we were saying before, like this G League taking a jump, And even like the NBA draft, yeah, it might only be affecting basketball, but they got to make the changes to all these sports because the NFL or MLB or whatever other sports there are could be making changes to different things. And you got because if they don't want to let players make money off of their name, but if they don't, they're going to start losing these players and they're going to lose money. So they got to do what's best for them.
0: Yo. That's another. You brought up the MLB, and that's another point I wanted to bring up. You look at college baseball. I mean, I for one, I enjoy watching college baseball, but I don't really watch it until like the postseason of the College World Series. But the reason for that being is it's similar to what the NBA was and what it's going to now. These kids can go straight out of high school, so a lot of the best players in the nation, once again, aren't even going. To college to play baseball, making college baseball less, I don't want to say less interesting or less competitive, but the best talent isn't there, so the viewership that is maybe. down.
2: Maybe a little less entertaining because there's not as
0: much top talent. Yeah. I mean, I still think the talent there is great, don't get me wrong, but it's like you're going to have the number one pick in the draft instead of him going, you know, and playing at a top school and dominating in college. You're He's just going to go straight to the minor leagues, which that's not always the case. The last, the number one pick last year came from Oregon State, but still, you get what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, I think we should break it up by perspective, right? If, if we talk about baseball, you have like general baseball fans that watch college baseball, they'll watch professional baseball, they'll watch little Timmy playing in the backyard even though he only has one leg. Yeah, they'll watch any kind of baseball. And then you have like college baseball where fans were – They particularly like to watch college baseball. They probably have their own team that they'll root for. And then you have people that particularly only like to watch professional baseball. That's fine. But the thing is, when you remove that top talent from the college baseball and put it into the professional baseball, professional baseball fans only benefit because you increase the talent there. Overall, baseball fans still benefit because they're still going to watch baseball, just probably more professionally. And, you know, sure, the college baseball fans might be upset. But the truth is, like, they still probably have a team they root for, and that team should still have relatively the same amount of chances to win because everyone else is losing the same kind of talent with them. So, really, the only one that's hurting is the NCAA's way to make profit, and that's just ridiculous that we have this organization that we're only keeping alive because of profit, and they're supposed to be protecting the players, which they clearly aren't.
0: Yeah, like I mean, like i said about a thousand times through this episode is that all they care about is money. And until the fans stop watching, which at this rate, I mean, basketball could go down now, but they still have football. The viewership isn't going to go down because they don't have anything that's really stopping people from watching. I love college football more than anything else. And I'm not going to quit watching it just because I hate the NCAA. And that's the thing. It's not really affecting them enough to the point where they're going to be shutting down or going out of business or nobody's running them out of business because they're still making money, which sucks.
3: Yeah, look at, like I said, Villanova, that basketball team, there weren't a lot of five stars that won the national championship. There weren't guys that were going one and done. There were guys that stayed with the team build up prestige, build up their talent, build up chemistry. And that was a hell of an entertainment. You know, you don't necessarily just need talent to have entertainment.
2: Yeah, that will be the, that will be the one um, intriguing part of all this and the beauty of it all is you're going to have these older teams. Like you said, Jeff, the Villanovas and even like UNC's the past, most of these guys are older and they have a very good coach that are leading them to the promised land. And, yes, they have these super talented players on their team, but they're all older and all more experienced than the other young guys, like the one and duns, Like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I think it was, like, when Villanova won that one year, I think, like, Jason Tatum was on Duke, and Duke's supposed to be this perennial super powerhouse. But then you've got, like, Tatum and there's all these other dudes. Like, I think Quinn Cook was on that team. and all, And – others and they're just really young and they have no experience when they get to the tournament it's going to be rough for them to win so you're going to see more of these teams building up experience and competing with guys that are 23 24 22 year olds as opposed to just 18 year olds 19 year olds
1: yeah i agree i think the best example for that would probably be last year just look at it you have that duke team zion rj barrett cam reddish all these young guys i mean they're the most talented fucking team in the NCA last year. I don't want to even hear anyone argue about that. But then Virginia wins it, and what do they have? Experience DeAndre it. Hunter, a two-year player. Kyle Guy, two-year or three-year player. Ty Jerome. Like, and the other thing is, if you look at the past years in basketball, every single team has an experienced point guard. Like I said, Jerome Guy, Joel Berry, Ryan Archidiakono, Jalen Brunson. It's just all about experience. Marcus
2: Page, man.
1: Marcus Page, too. It's all about Andy experience. <laughs> what about
2: James? What about James Robinson, dude? Who was a beast? Yes. Oh ass. He <laughs> 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 like weighed like two hundred and ten pounds, and like one hundred and ninety was literally just his ass. <laughs> they
0: had their good years though.
2: They did. Might they, be coming back. I hope okay, so. I seems. hope so. And that team they have with like Steven Adams, Zana, Lamar Patterson, all those dudes. Oh, I missed that.
1: No, it's the Sam Young and Dewan Blair years. That's what I miss. Oh, that's when yeah, that they, they would like be dogging 15 people. 15
2: years ago, though. Okay.
1: Well, Dewan
2: Blair, like, Blair was like Shaq in college. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so big.
2: He's massive. He, had, well, he could have went, played football at Penn State, too, if he wanted to.
1: Who was the point guard? Levance Fields?
2: Yes, dude. Levance Stud. Fields. Um, uh, what's the one dude's name? Ronald Ramon, Sam Young, DeJuan Blair, Aaron. Was Wanamaker Jay. on that team? I don't think. No, Gibbs was.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: Ashton was Gibbs. Young, I remember. Young Ashton Gibbs was on that team
0: when we were in like elementary school. Ashton Gibbs showed up to a Trinity basketball game. I don't yeah, remember why. Yeah. He, I don't um, remember how I remember that. He. Who did
2: he? Um, he not. Tra- I think he trained some dude. They were playing. I have no idea who he was, but I know. I think like he worked out with some kid from another school. I don't know. Jeff, you might know it, but I'm not. I remember hearing something about that, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't
3: remember schools. too much of that.
0: Yeah, that was forever ago. I don't even remember how that popped in my head.
3: I think another guy that we should talk about when we talk about benefiting from staying a couple of years in college is. The Michael Jordan, you know, he came into college a very raw prospect, a lot of talent, and turned out to be the second best player ever in the history of the game.
2: Yeah, well, what the best player of all time? What happened to him? Right out
3: uh, out of high school, baby. I think think Will Chamberlain went to Kansas for a couple years. Congrats. Will played against a bunch
1: of plumbers.
3: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Was Bill Russell a plumber? (laughs) More no, this is next no.
2: episode. We have <laughs> NBA talking next. What do you mean future? We're talking present, boy.
3: Hey, Will Chamberlain was paid in the 80s. The The Nets offered to pay him in either the late 70s or 80s or something to come back for the playoffs. Yeah, the,
1: the teams that he had five Matt Saffins on him for. I mean...
3: <laughs> have you ever played Matt Saffin in the post? <laughs> it's Scratching cool. and clawing? <laughs> oh. Like a honey badger. <laughs>
0: He plays physical, let me tell you. He will throw those elbows around like nobody else.
3: It's like Dennis Rodman.
0: Hard to go
2: through, man. Let me tell you.
3: Yeah, if you guys have never met Matt Saffin or ever played Matt Saffin in a game of basketball, just imagine getting a massage from Edward scissorhand. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Rough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can't let Matt listen to this. <laughs> Oh, man.
3: Love him to death. You know, love Matt, but...
0: Yeah, I live with him. He's a great kid.
2: Yeah. You living with him right now?
0: No, thank God.
2: Is it James Hours yet? I'm missing on James Hours. You want me to bring my
0: cat in here? Yes, please. You want my cat to talk some basketball? Yeah. No, no but please. Jeff brought up a very good point a few minutes ago that I actually want to talk about. We have talked about all the negatives from this, mainly because the NCAA sucks ass, but This new rule of, you know, players being able to go straight out of high school or go to the G League, I don't know what you said, but I'm going to ignore you. It's probably something stupid. Um, But it is going to give an opportunity. He used Michael Jordan as a good example. It's going to give some of these kids a good opportunity to come in and get more playing time than they would have and develop more and maybe turn into, you know, the next Michael Jordan. I doubt it, but. Something like I'd that. I'd rather be compared to LeBron.
1: Yeah. Not... No, I mean, even with like this, like, you might see more Luke Mays because these walk-ons might actually get a chance. Show their talent because all these top recruits aren't going to be there.
2: Yeah, but see the problem. If you're not a UNC fan, you have no idea who Luke May is. Oh, just they know who Luke May guy.
1: is. Luke May, Kentucky, baby. That's all you need to know. You went to
2: UNC, not Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, you're already
0: forgetting. Is that for the title?
1: No, Elite Eight. Oh, okay. The Aaron F- against Fox and Monk's That's team. That's right. And, he hit, and one
0: of the twins' face? I think so. And then he One of the Harrison up. twins?
3: No, the Harrison weren't there.
2: And he showed up at his 8 a.m. class the, the next day. Like, what's that dude doing?
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Luke May and Perry Ellis, it seemed like they never left college <laughs> well, basketball. Perry Ellis looked like, like he was years. 60.
2: <laughs> Look at that dude's hairline. <laughs> his hairline's worse than
0: Shaq's. i want to see ford playing for unc though
1: no yes no
3: this is going to give ford the perfect
0: opportunity to transfer up to the big boys
1: i'll go transfer there and sit on my ass at the end of the bench i got no problem doing that i'll go
3: give them water too (laughs) just trading your current job to a different team's current job huh (laughs) <laughs> oh.
0: Damn. Oh, damn.
3: <laughs> um. No No comment. Ford's comments.
0: coming out making an all-conference next year.
1: Okay. Kingsborough University. Look him up. No, Ooh. what you need to look up is Ben Phyllis, St. Yes, Francis. Next year, baby, NFL draft. Calling it right now. What what top, five top,
2: well, oh. top five pick. Top five. Justin Fields ain't even going to be in the top five. Trey Lance will, though
0: you mean, always shitting on Ohio State, even when Nug isn't in here. And Micah Parsons
3: here. Oh, Micah yeah, he Parsons. Down there.
0: I forgot about him.
3: <laughs> Look out for Micah Parsons next year. He's gonna what be a, a guy.
2: Uh, there's one exception I will make. As everyone knows, I also despise Penn State, but Micah Parsons is a great player, even though he's got six kids at the age of 19.
0: Yeah. Some hey, probably living around face. here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's. That's your girl, man. <laughs>
1: nope.
0: All right, we got anything else to discuss today, boys?
3: <laughs> I uh, yeah, I have some stupid oh. NCAA rules I want to talk about. I was <laughs> Let's talk up on about them
0: because Ben can't breathe right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was reading <laughs> up on this. So, uh, in 2012, uh, Memphis's old coach, Josh Pastner, I guess he wasn't too up-to-date on Twitter, and he was trying to just Google a guy that said he might go to Memphis. His name was Tony Parker. And so he tried Googling Tony Parker. Well, he ended up posting his name on his Twitter account. And uh, the NCAA had a rule against that. So he got fined. Much worse is back in 2003, there's this Utah coach. He was fined for buying excessive food after one of his players uh, died. Or, no, his players, sorry. One of his players' fathers died. So to console him, he bought him a meal or two, and so he was fine. And uh, they used to have rules, depending on the sport, uh, there were limitations for when coaches could start taxing their players. Like, just absolutely ridiculous. And another reason the NCAA should not exist. That's pretty bad.
0: Like, there are some that are so pointless. The I, one that's
3: the one
2: that's really pointless though is you, you go out to eat and a dude wants to buy you like like say you don't have any money on you and a dude buys you like a 4 for 4 at Wendy's and you can get suspended for a whole season for allowing him to do that. Like
0: ugh. I mean I'm not allowed to buy you food. No. No, is that I'm not allowed?
2: No, you're not. Technically no, you're not allowed. All
0: right, well sounds good to me. I'm not buying you food. Don't look at me like that. All oh, going Pardon. to Ford.
2: Oh,
1: love well that.
0: <laughs> Ford. Oh, gonna get him in trouble.
1: I'm D 30 D one. I'm good. They don't oh, care Ford's about Ford's and
0: NCAA. No, I care about it. I'm not breaking any rules.
2: <laughs>
0: I live by the rules.
2: Yeah, so to all the coaches, especially Sean Miller. Yeah, I'm sure. This if is Brother you... John or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, where is that Indiana? Think is that Indiana? I mean, yeah. Sean Miller's the type of guy. He'll be Sean like Archie, but yes. Oh, uh, what did
0: I say? <laughs> no, Ben said John Miller.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Archie.
0: Wasn't he at Dayton?
1: Yeah, he was, and then he, he missed
0: out on Obi. Did he recruit him? No, I don't think so.
1: Are he? How long has he been? At Actually, Indiana? he might have. He might have. Yeah, Obi so.
2: was a redshirt sophomore, redshirt freshman. So he was only
0: Archie Miller's like second year at Indiana, right? So, yeah, he might have. See, I know a little bit.
2: So, he did miss out on Obi, and he left – I mean, what? They were, like, top five in the country this year? Good job,
3: Archie. a yeah, solid team. Yeah, Ben, <laughs> remember we had that one AAU tournament where their dad was watching, like, the games there. Because the Millers there – Oh, yeah, they're uh, from around here. Yeah, Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. guys. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. He went to – where did he go to high school, Jeff?
3: Uh, was it Shar Valley?
2: I wanted to say Shar Valley, but I wasn't sure, yeah.
3: I'm gonna look it up
2: around that way, place, anyways. Stupid places.
3: Uh, Shar Valley. Um, no, it looks like Blackhawk. They went to Blackhawk. Oh, Hawk, that's right. right. Yes, yeah, it was Blackhawk. Right. Black uh, maybe we were that. playing like a Shar Valley AAU team. I, I don't know why I associated the two with that.
0: Yeah, my favorite Blackhawk boys. Actually, you don't know who I'm talking about. I have
2: no I don't. idea who
0: you're talking about. I'll tell you after. But no, Brandon
1: I think McKay, you tell us now. No, 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 tell us now.
0: I don't think we should talk about it now. I, I I'm I talking about Brendan McKay, too. the pitcher for the Rays.
1: No, 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 Don't year in the change the
3: what subject. Talking I,
0: I'm talking about Brendan McKay from Blackhawk. Uh, I don't think uh, so.
3: No, you're not <laughs> telling us later about a Brendan McKay. Come on, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. your That's not so even his last name,
0: Jeff. So Yeah,
3: exactly. there been too many inside
0: jokes for our five viewers on this podcast, guys. we have any more...
2: No, I want to hear about this Blackhawk thing.
1: No. I do too. Yeah, have yeah, you I'm got any successful. more good roles
3: for us? No, I, I strictly <laughs> just want to hear about Blackhawk now.
0: We get into story time now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're getting into story time on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. let's hear the I told story. you the Blackhawk thing. No, you didn't. Who's the Who person didn't?
1: we know from there. Who? Who? Who?
0: He followed the podcast. We can't be talking about
3: this shit. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're
3: we're probably like thirty minutes into this podcast. It's like forty-three minutes and
0: forty-two seconds, guys.
3: Yeah, who's your fifty girlfriends or something?
0: Nobody's listening. Would you say?
3: So
2: one of your fifty girlfriends go there? One of my fifty girlfriends. One of my zero? Yeah, are they going to find out about each other? Plus fifty. No.
0: Zero. I mean, she's she's got a perfect body though, so.
2: Oh, God. She she (laughs) (laughs) what? Oh, man.
1: For for everyone who doesn't know who we're talking about, that's Am's baby mama. Oh.
0: In my dreams. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, God. (laughs) See, the NFL Draft Podcast, you guys were all business. We have more fun here.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: done. <laughs> we, we talked about some good NCAA stuff. We shit on the NCAA. We have some laughs. But we are I think we're about ready to wrap up. I think we had a good conversation. Any more closing points, guys?
2: No, I think you summed it up with that Blackhawk story.
0: Yeah, I think we got it done with the Blackhawk stuff. I'm so yep.
2: glad we got that out of you.
0: I, I'm glad as well. This was a good time.
3: That just came right out. What? <laughs> See, I knew we made it too far without Jeff making a random mastermark that
0: made no What's sense. It's even
2: supposed to mean? I
0: don't—we're
2: done. All, All right. right, everyone, thank
0: you for joining us on another episode of The Cycle. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Twitter at TheCyclePod underscore to keep up to date with our latest releases and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I know not many people are listening, but if you are, please tell everyone about it. Just don't tell them about the vloggers. Just Jeff. Unless they like that kind of stuff. Yeah, don't tell them about Jeff either. All right. But thank you again for joining us. See you next time. Stay safe and stay healthy.